As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The taco. We've all had one, but have you thought about where it came from? Taco City is an exploration of culture, history, and recipes from taqueros, chefs, and restauranteurs all over the world. Everything that goes into that taco on your plate. I'll show you where to find them. From fish tacos off the coast of Alaska, to Navajo tacos in the desert of New Mexico, carne asada from the heart of Los Angeles, and everywhere in between. Every week is a new culinary journey, discovering the origins of a food that you can find in every kitchen, town, state, and country. The taco. Welcome to Taco City. Tijuana, Mexico. Originally, the land was inhabited by the Kumeyaay tribe, uh, but then the Spaniards arrived in 1542, and Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo toured the coastline, and then Sebastian Vizcano mapped it out in 1602, and around 1769, it was finally called the Valley of Tijuana. Around 1829, the governor of Baja California and Alta California at the time awarded a large land grant to Santiago Aguelo, um, and this large ranch was called Rancho Tia Juana, um, and it was spelled as two different words, Tia and Juana, which um, technically means Aunt Jane in Spanish. But the name Tijuana itself was an adaptation of the word Tijuan, which is a uh, Kumeyaay um, word and uh, the name of a nearby Kumeyaay settlement. In 1848, after the Mexican-American War was over, uh, Mexico had lost all of Alta California. Um, so the majority of the Hispanic families living in Alta California stayed there, and some of them moved south to remain inside Mexico. So because of this, Tijuana gained um, a lot of ranchers uh, on that side of the border and developed its own new economic structure. Um, there was a lot of farming and livestock um, and a transit area for prospectors going into California. In the 1920s during Prohibition, uh, Tijuana was a very attractive place to go to because gambling and drinking were legal there. So um, Revolucion Avenue or Avenida Revolucion became like the main tourist center, um, which still exists today. Um, and they had casinos um, and the Hotel Caesar, which we've talked about before in the episode with Chica's Tacos, because it's the birthplace of the Caesar salad. Um, but in 1925, the city of Tijuana tried to get rid of its um, you know, negative image of lawlessness and drinking and gambling. 
um, and actually tried to rename itself to Zaragoza, but the name eventually reverted back to Tijuana. Between 1940 and 1950, this, the population of Tijuana tripled. It went from 21,000 to 65,000 people. And in 1965, the Mexican government um, launched um, a program to try and attract factories from foreign countries, including the United States. And so suddenly Tijuana started to build factories and get a lot more people. And between 1980 and 1985, they went from half a million to one million people. Um, and they doubled in that five year period. Now, if you live in and around California, specifically Southern California in 2018, 2019, you'll be very aware of the phrase Tijuana taco. Um, Tijuana tacos have become very big um, and trendy at the moment, um, especially in Los Angeles. Now in the Taco City book, I covered Tire Shop Taqueria, which has Tijuana style tacos. I feel like at that time, they were one of the few places in LA um, that had them that you could find them. Um, the other one that's big is Tacos La Central, which is out in um, Rialto, like San Bernardino area. Um, and if you don't live in California, that's, that's like a 60 mile, 70 mile drive from LA, from downtown LA. So it's not very close. Um, and there have been a lot of other vendors that have started to pop up. Um, Teddy's Red Tacos um, does a great Badia taco that's Tijuana style. But today we're going to talk about Tacos 1986. Now the Tijuana taco is a very, when you look at it, it's a very simple taco. It's a taco that's often made with adobada which is marinated pork. Now, adobada and al pastor um, are often interchangeable. Adobada is what um, the pork, that type of seasoned pork is called in Northern Mexico and al pastor comes from Central Mexico and Central and South. Um, and both of them um, are often cooked on uh, trompo, which is like a spit that rotates around and the meat cooks very slowly over an open flame and then is carved off into the taco um, right on the fly as you stand at the truck or go into the restaurant. And it's af not often that you find a trompo, um, honestly, in California, um, in Los Angeles, at a lot of taco trucks. A lot of them don't have the option to do that. Now, a Tijuana taco is basically adobada meat on a tortilla, uh, preferably a handmade tortilla, with cilantro and onions, a little bit of hot sauce, and a dollop of guacamole and it's kind of cone-shaped when it's wrapped, uh, but it's very it's very simple, but it has, it has so much flavor, which is why it doesn't need anything else added to it. Tacos 1986 is the brainchild of Victor Delgado and Jorge Alvarez Tostado. Um, it, they've only been around since November of 2018, so in terms of uh, um, taquerias in LA, they're fairly new, but you wouldn't know it by the amount of um, hype and publicity and just raving reviews they've gotten over that short period of time. Uh, Tacos 1986 is a, another smorgasburg um, vendor, which we've talked about many times on this show. Uh, smorgasburg is just an amazing place, uh, especially for trying new things. And they're very good at getting brand new vendors um, that uh, are causing a lot of buzz and have something that's different than anybody else has. The guys from Tacos 1986 are so busy right now and they're getting tons of media 
um, which is awesome and amazing and well-deserved and a ton of interviews. And so uh, when I got the chance to pin down Jorge and meet up with him one afternoon um, about a week and a half ago, I just dropped everything, got in the car and raced over. Um, he, I, I will let him tell the story of Tacos 1 1886 in his own words and why it is called that. Uh, they, they originally started with a stand or a truck in Hollywood and they moved from Hollywood to Koreatown, which is a little south of there. It's actually between where I live and, um, and Hollywood. But they're they're having to move from Koreatown again to to a different location, which um, I'll talk to you about at the end of the episode and let you know where to find them. Uh, but let's let's let Jorge uh, talk about it in his own words. One last thing before we jump in: if you live in Los Angeles and you've been to Tacos 1986, you will know, uh, and if you follow them on Instagram, exactly who Jorge Alvarez Lostado is, because he's bigger than life. Uh, at the taco truck. He is definitely a showman. I referred to him as uh, like a ringmaster to circus. He's great at engaging with the crowd and talking to people. And, um, you know, they, they always have a line and the line moves very quickly. They're very efficient and get through people very fast. Uh, but the entire time that you're there, he provides entertainment while at the same time um, just slicing off pieces of autobata into tortillas and handing you your tacos. Um, and he's just a he's just a guy with full of energy, and he was a great interview. So let's jump straight into the interview with Jorge Alvarez Tostado of Tacos 1986. We were in Hollywood. We were in Highland and Lexington. That's our our birth. Okay. We opened. Uh, I moved here November third, and we opened November thirteenth or fourteenth. And ever since then, it's it's just been the mentality to stay open. What happened there was we were we were subletting a parking lot from a coffee shop, mm -hmm. which I believe that coffee shops are the best guys to go into business with because they close early. And us being a, a street food uh, concept, uh, we can set our set, set up there, you know, and not bother anybody. There's and, no competition. Like coffee goes with taco, like exactly. with Mexican food, so you're not taking any of their business away. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And uh, but the landlord there found out <clears throat> that uh, that we were subletting for six hundred bucks the parking lot, you know. And uh, of course, the, the the guy, the owner of the co-fiction co-op, mm -hmm. was shut down. Uh, didn't know that we were we were this good, you know, or that, right. or that we were gonna. Well, we were going to do gonna explode. You guys yeah. just exploded like right out of the gate, which well, is great. If I may say, but, you know, <laughs> that corner, Highland in Lexington, is is a corner that that had no light whatsoever after the sun went down. Mm -hmm. You know, you see you see a bunch of homeless people. You know, uh, not taking care of that corner. You see uh, prostitution. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we went in there, uh, out of being like a small little taqueria that sold $16.42 on their first day, all of a sudden, three weeks later, Bill Esparza's there, Matthew Kang, uh, uh, Royce Burke mm -hmm. was there with, with them, a, a great chef. And uh, Anyway, they, they were there smoking cigars, talking, appreciating, you know, and... 
two or three days later, we have lines at the door because of this little video Matthew Kang um, uploaded, you know? Mm -hmm. And it said a lot about the taqueria, it said a lot about the food and uh, the personality that goes with, with our service, you know? And, um, and, and that week was crazy. We went from, from, from selling, you know, uh, crumbs to selling a full sourdough you know like yeah, no, I, I <laughs> a couple maybe um, five 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 sourdoughs a day you know and uh, and and when this happened and we hit eater we hit uh, la taco and and the landlord found out that we were subletting the parking lot for 600 bucks and there was lights and, and, and that's the problem with being like on the one hand you're like oh my god we got all this business we're doing really well we're mm -hmm. exploding but then it brings that that attention becomes negative because then then the landlord's like they're only paying how much yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and, and and we it was actually pretty cool because like uh a year ago i had like nothing you know and 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 at that point in that time i was sitting down with a millionaire you know who owns every corner in in, in that area of hollywood you know mm -hmm. and uh, and he was trying to convince me to give him money you know <laughs> so like <laughs> I, I was just like wow what's you know like if if, if you're good at something you know like uh, like it, people notice it you know and um, where'd you move here from tijuana I was from tijuana in, yeah but I've, I've i've scattered but yeah tijuana was was my most recent home before la yeah. Were you were you selling food in Tijuana? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Uh, I've, I've been. I I I wanted to be a chef when 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 I merged into the restaurant business probably 12 years ago, and uh, and I wanted to be like Ferran Adria or uh, Heston Blumenthal mm -hmm. and uh, Rene Redzepi, you know, and all these amazing David Chang. Uh, all these these amazing talented uh, creators of, of of service and concepts, you know, food concepts, and right. and uh, uh, after a couple of years, I realized that that's super hard, you know, and that I'm not that that talented, <laughs> you know, like um, so. Uh, so when you came, so when you and Victor, when you get, when you came here. Um, and you guys decided to do Tacos 1986 and do your Tacos Tijuana style. Where did you, where did the recipes come from? Did you kind of like merge together the flavors from Tijuana and, and mm -hmm. said we're going to bring them up here? Yeah, well, I, I, I worked and I helped open Los Tacos Number no. 1 in New York. Oh, I've been, yeah. oh, I yeah. love that place. I've been there. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We well, found Christian, that by accident and then... I had never been there, and I remember texting Ezra Ochoa because uh -huh. I'm friends with. I saw that you keep. We missed him at. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I sent a text to Ezra, and I was like, "This place." And he was like, "Oh yeah, that place is legit. I know those guys." And I'm yeah. like, Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I helped open. I actually found that location in Chelsea Market. Christian, the owner, is one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. When we opened that company, Christian had a bunch of of, of recipes mm -hmm. and. Uh, and I remember just like wanting, wanting to, to get my fingers on, 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 on serving people food, you know? And, 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 and I guess like, like uh, I guess realized that, that, that I was gonna be a good taquero, you know? Whether I helped this company or whether I formed part of the company or not, you know? Um, 
a passion and, and, and a style was there that I had that I had not figured out before working with these amazing chefs, you know, in Michelin star restaurants in New York or San Francisco. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole scene is very powerful, but I realized that I was never going to make my mark there, you know. And when we opened Chelsea Market, I was just like, like a little light bulb came on, you know, and boom. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, I could be the greatest at this, you know, and, uh, and, uh, but it didn't work out for me in that, in, in that company. Uh, it was, it was, it was the best for me, for me to leave. And, uh, and I moved surprisingly to Nicaragua and I lived there for, for, for a little bit, opened up another taqueria and kind of just went to no man's land, you know, mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, the hell with New York, you know, and the hell, the hell with... Yeah, you went from like the most people concentrated in the world yeah. to like being pretty remote. Yeah, and I lived, <laughs> I lived on a beach, a beautiful beach in, in Nicaragua and, and uh, yeah, just like decided to go into no man's land, you know, and I was just like, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever, you know, and, and uh, I'll never achieve this or that, you know, like just all these little... How do I, how, how can I put it like this little whiny, you know, like, uh, <laughs> well, you lost your it, confidence. You uh, just felt exactly, like, yeah. exactly. And, uh, and then Victor reached out and, and he's like, Hey man, you know, I believe you're the guy that can partner up and with me. And, and, uh, and I said, no, in the beginning, you know, I was, I was still like, like, nah, I don't want to do that anymore and blah, blah, blah. And he convinced me, you know, and, uh, and he, he, he kind of like uh, set me up to, to realize, you know, that I'm really good at this and, uh, and, and that Los Angeles is the city to do it in. And after only, because he brought me in, you know, mm -hmm. he, he, he looked for me. He's like, hey, man, I know you're going through this and that and uh, come partner up with me, you know, come, come do this with me. And, and once I did it, you know, it was all free range after that, you know, I was, Every salsa, every every ingredient, you know, is fresh and uh, and, and loaded with, with with my character, you know, and my my, my style, you know. So uh, immediately, you know, just like uh, as soon as people started responding, my ego grew, grew with it, you know, and and I'm just trying to get better every day, you know, and consistent, as cons uh, delegate that consistency as much as I can. You know? Right. Well, yeah, because if you can't, you can't be at all three carts at the same time. So exactly. You just have to hope that everybody's trained right so that they can cook. Your autobada is probably my favorite autobada in all of LA. Thank you so much, my brother. Um, it's just got so much flavor. Yeah. And I don't even feel like I need to put salsa on it when yeah. I, I, yeah, like I seem to want to skip the salsa curve. I'm like, no, it's good by itself. Thank you so much, <laughs> my brother. It means a lot. It means a lot to hear you say that. Thank you. Um, so you guys, you guys got into Smorgasburg so quickly, like for, for something that's curated so like carefully and, um, they're very picky about like not having two of the same thing, which is smart. Um, suddenly you guys are there, which is great. And then we were there the first weekend and I think we got there at like 1030 that morning and your line was already like 25 people deep. Like there was no one else in, in Smorgasburg <laughs> yet. And there was a line for you and a line for the barbecue place. And I'm yeah, like, Moose. Yep. Big shout out to Moose. They're, they're, they're great. They've, they've, they've been very genuine with their words and, and advice. So I love those guys. Um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's overwhelming. It's for me, at least, you know, people are standing in line to try our food, you know, uh, our recipes. Uh, it's super cool. People, people ask me to take pictures and stuff, you know, like that for me is, 
I think it helps that wow, you're, you know? you're so like you're so animated and you like <laughs> know how to work the crowd like mm -hmm. like you're um, like you're the the ringmaster of the circus like you know <laughs> like you just watch you work like you're working and making tacos but at the same time you're talking to people and not everybody's like that a lot of people are like hey what would you like to order here you go and then that's it they're gone yeah. well, um, it's a little like a show when you're waiting in line well this is what I tell my 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 my, my co-workers employees um, and I love and I love this uh, restaurant. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Where does that word come from? And if you think about it, it means to to restore. What can you restore in a restaurant, really? And I was just like, it's not just appetite. You can include thirst into that. Oh, you know, it's not it's not just it's humor. You know, it's not bad humor too. You know, like. Right. Uh, uh, energy, you know, and once I realized that every kitchen that I worked at and got yelled at and creamed at and sense of urgency and, and creating problems and solving problems immediately, once this concept became mine, I knew I was going to have full control of all of that, you know, and, and, and that's what I try to stress with, with my, with my, uh, the people that have helped me, you know, and, and co-workers is just like, listen, man, we're, we're problem solvers all the time. People come here and they're hungry. That's the first thing we know that because they're in line fucking waiting for food, you know. But what can you do before they get their food? Can you make them smile? Can you give them a nice cup of water? Can you influence them with a dialogue of some sort, you know? And, mm -hmm. Just notice them, make eye contact and say like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to the best tacos in LA. You know, that goes a long way, man. It and, does. And, uh, and to see it, you know, to see, to see Cesar and Felipe and, and these, these, these people that I have working with us, like participate in that, for me, that's where, where, where I get a, a good night's sleep, you know, and I'm like coming through and, they ever decide to, to venture off on themselves and do taquerias or do something, mm -hmm. if they get that, they'll be great restaurateurs. They'll, 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 they'll know like a hello and a, and a cup of water and a little smile or a, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go. You know, everybody has to develop their own little sense of uh, uh, humor alongside with the urgency, you know, like. Because all that is me just being paranoid of, of people not being fed quickly enough. Yeah, because your line's always long, so you're like, yeah. are the people in the back of the line pissed off? Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> how do exactly. I keep them? How do I keep them? Oh happy? no, and I think like, how how can I develop a way to feed the the last guy in line without the guys being, you know, like, hi 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 blah blah blah. How you doing? How you doing? Here's a kiss, a D. You're gonna wait for like, and I'm so sorry, we're not quick. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, it just your line moves pretty fast, though. I mean, yeah. all the times that I've been in it, well, I, we have a I, yeah. We have a nice, a nice little system going, and uh, and and it's basically that, you know, the the dialogue between the taquero and and, and, and the person that's hungry is is the most important thing, uh, besides the food, you know, uh, because it's it's cool if you have a dialogue and blah blah, but if you don't execute, you know, like like we do, uh, well, I don't think the New York the New York Times, the L.A. Times would have been 
you know. Uh, right, just I which just happened recently. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he would have been a South by Southwest. I don't think the exactly. <laughs> I don't think LA Eater would have had. You know, like I don't so, think you guys would, would would be here talking to me. You know about, you know, the the, the concept. You know, right. as a, as a whole. You know, not just the food, but like you say, the energy and 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 the people working with us. You know, and 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 their style. You know, like uh, how 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 they develop that dialogue. Let's say one of the taqueros, you know, like I'm not here and, I'm, and hey, Cesar, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? No onion, right? No onion on, on you, sir? Yeah, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, just have that personal uh, attention, you know, like you would with your sushi guy or, right. or you know, look at people in the eyes when you're wrapping their tacos and you, lo quieres con todo. What's todo? Oh, it's onion, cilantro, guacamole. Oh, oh, does guacamole have onion? No, no, no. Okay, no onion. Okay, cool. You know, having that trust. And that's where we stress, and, but that's where we thrive, you know. So, uh, and I believe that makes us difference to Leo's, to uh, any other food truck yeah. or taqueria, you yeah. know, where it's just like, number 47, please, please, <laughs> number 47, honey. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, man, you know, like. The whole taco thing is completely misconceptualized, you know? People are scared of handmade tortillas, which is actually one of the most simple things in the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, people, people are scared of uh, guacamole, just pure avocado without any sour cream or mayonnaise or whatever, you know? People are scared, you know, of their marinades, you know? Using fresh ingredients, they want to use that Larry salt, they want to use yeah. blah, 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 you know? Like, that's not what you get from me, you know, like I try to be, I try to promote the taco diet as like the, a good, powerful diet, nutritious diet with proteins. Yeah. I have a theory that if you add the sugars, like the Coca-Colas and the horchatas, right. which are delicious, <laughs> yes. you know, but if, 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 if you're, if you're strong on, on, on your diet, you know, stay, stay away from the flour tortilla and the sugars, you right. know, and I've, I've gone into like that, that kind of like uh, mentality where oh, I'm, I'm going to eat tacos for, for a month, you know, and uh, stay away from sugars and flowers. And I got ripped. Like, I was <laughs> strong, yes. boxing. Uh, well, that's the other thing. I'm like, yeah, I also work out six days a week. So yeah. if, I, if I didn't do anything and I ate tacos all the time, that's I probably... Exactly. But I could say the same thing if I yeah. ate any other kind of food. Exactly. Exactly. Right now I eat everything and, and, and absolutely everything. And, yeah, but I work out, you know, and I try to work out as much as possible. Otherwise, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll, you, it'll add up, you know. <laughs> your personal Instagram account, Joy Tostada, is, yeah. is great because it's like you eating food and you're boxing too. It's like, <laughs> but it's it's you eating all kinds of food, not just tacos, like lots of lots of seafood and um, sushi. <laughs> but you have like you shoot everything from that from the angle of like straight up like towards your mouth. And, and part of me is like, I don't want to watch him eat, but I can't turn away. So I'm like, next, it's, next. I, I, oh, 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 is he going to eat that next? And it's great because you'll be like, here's the food on the plate. And here it is going in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Victor, my partner, is like, do you like doing that, man? Like, I just feel that it it's gets very... It's the thing, though. Very, it gives people this un uncomfortable, you know, like, look at this guy blowing K 
kisses. Is he putting his, he's gonna do it. Oh, and people could either watch or just flip, you know? Like, no, I don't wanna. But you're not eating with your mouth open. It's not yeah. gross. It's just, I'm watching somebody eat from a very weird angle. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. And I try, and I try to, to, to add like some, some character to that, you know, make it like pleasure, as, as, as pleasurable right. as possible, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Anyway, you make everything you're eating though look like it's the best food ever. Like you're just like <laughs> orgasm with every bite. Like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's it's something that that, that that I'm enjoying, you know. Uh, and yeah, it's got some momentum going, you know. And uh, it's good to be known like uh, known as as a taco who can. Where did the name come from? Joy Tostada. No, Tacos Nineteen Eighty Six. Oh, okay. That's that's uh that's all Victor, the founder. He's the guy that, that found me, invited me to participate in this amazing company. And f first of all, he had a bunch of names, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and this one was the, the final one. And uh, I remember I was iffy. I wanted to call it Tacos. Hey, let's go Tacos 86, you know, just like a kitchen thing, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, maybe, you know, like he didn't really care, to be honest. Does you know? the year have significance? Yeah, that's the year. That's the year he was born. I, that was my first thought was that yeah. one of you two was born in 1986. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's got this cool like like the way you designed the logo. It's got this cool throwback feel to oh, it, most um, definitely. Which, which is hip right now. And you've merchandised like the hell out of it. Like you have jackets and you got hats and you're selling yeah, shirts. Yeah, and... that's all Victor. Victor Victor is is probably one of probably the hardest worker uh, I can rub bevels with. You know, at the moment, and uh, and he thinks about everything all the time, constantly, and. Uh, and me, you know, I try to focus on the press and the task at hand, you know, right. whatever. But he's already thinking, like, uh, what, should we, what should we be doing, you know, next week and, or the next month or in uh, two or three years down the line, you know. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm more like a, a present guy, you know. And, uh, what's going on today? What's going on like, today yeah. <laughs> and what can I do today just to get a better tomorrow, you know. Like, what, what can I do now to to wake up like with ease tomorrow, not necessarily the day after, just tomorrow. <laughs> How was South by Southwest? You guys did like a one day or one night pop-up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. The city of Austin is spectacular. I love it's, Austin. It's got a great, it was my first time there, so. You it, went there in style. Yes. <laughs> I went there to be the greatest for sure, you know, and, uh, and it received us with a beautiful line did not stop for two hours, you know, and uh, until the trompo was empty. No, we didn't. We didn't do a trompo. We didn't do a trompo. Did you there. bring it? Were you able to bring in your stuff, or did they just give you? They just provided stuff for you when you got there. It was <laughs> the most chaotic, uh, chaotic two days in Texas I've ever had. The only ones I've had, but they were definitely, you know, like. What the hell are we doing? You know, we only did the beef and mushroom taco, and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was amazing. The first thing I thought when I saw that you guys were going is I was like, oh my god, they're spreading, they're spreading tacos 1986 to Texas, and now those people are going to get a taste of it and go, did you go to eat that place at South by Southwest? Where are they at? And like you're just, you're just Ooh. like you're whispering in people's ears everywhere, and then it just keeps getting spread bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh man, I, I hope that's, I hope it's working. You know. Um, we would love to open in the in, 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 in the state of Texas. We would love to open 
you know, uh, uh, first of all, here in Los Angeles, you know, keep keep it open, right. you know. Besides all these like little little hits we get like round by round, you know. Um, but uh, Austin received us great. It was amazing to, to, to be there, and I can't wait to do it again uh, sooner than later, you know. So, Eater guys, if you're listening, like we're, we're ready. If, if someone calls out next week, we're ready, you know. We'll go down there and do it. <laughs> What's your earliest food memory? What's a memory you have either from like childhood or even adulthood that's like, that sticks with you? That's a great question. Um, I remember, I remember vaguely uh, the first time I had a taco de adobada, and it was it was my mom not making that 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 meal, you know, where where you're like, oh, I want to eat this, you know. You come home from school and you're just like, mm, you kind of eat it, but then you go out and play. And I used to ride my bike. Uh, around my, 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 my neighborhood a lot, you know, and in that neighborhood we had tacos, el hipódromo, when it had a trompo, when it had the vertical spit. Mm -hmm. This was a long time ago. Now they only do asada and they're recognized for asada, tacos hipódromo in Tijuana, La Chapultepec. Anyway, I remember having that and being like, I, for two bucks, you know, I can have two of these tacos and a Coca-Cola and I could ride my bike whenever my mom's food sucks, you know? <laughs> right. So that's one of them. I, uh, that's, I think that's the most important one when, when you, because I'll never forget, you know, the avocado, all the acidity and salt, and just like that. I didn't know does that feeling be... come, when you eat your when you eat your own autobot tacos is that do you get part of that feeling come back to you is like that most definitely memory? oh yeah for sure but it, it's, all, it's something that I always want to perfectionize um, I'm not I'm not married to anything yet you know like uh, as far as recipes mm -hmm. I I always want to get better you know I feel that, that that acidity and salt are very important you know and at least my my, my food and I believe that the adobada needs to reflect that with, with spices, obviously, you know, and, and, and the re richness of the avocado definitely takes me there. Um, but I'm always trying nitpicking, you know, always trying to get better and better. And, uh, but it definitely, I believe I'm the greatest, so I definitely feel that, that, that my adobada is out there, you know, with, with everybody. So, and we're getting better. You know? It's interesting because a lot of people that you interview, talk about their, their moms or their grandmas or their dad's food being the inspiration and you said that there were meals that you didn't yeah. like, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Do, does your mom not love cooking as much as you do or like, my, was there anybody else in your family? My mom is great at doing a couple things, you know, but that day specifically, you know, was something that, that uh, I wasn't feeling, you know, mm -hmm. my grandma. Like that's the, that's that's the reason why I decided I want to be a cook for sure. Um, but it's just everything that she made was good. You know, hot dogs were amazing. Like, uh, oh, is a good one too. I remember uh, with my grandma. I was four years old. This is this is probably to answer your question. Uh, with my grandma, I was crying. I didn't want to eat. You know what she was giving me, and she made a fried egg. She put it to me right there. I'm like, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> it was two eggs. 
And then she grabbed the fork and the egg yolk and the and the and the egg white just started like emulsifying. Mm -hmm. And I remember she just threw some salt in it, and she's like, "It's not an egg anymore." And I'm and I look at it and I look at it hard and I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> and I put that in my mouth and ever since then I I, I asked for them, you know. It was just like, "Hey, some of those huevos, you know, like bring me some of those." <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's the one. My, 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 my grandma taking something that I didn't like and converting it into something that I wanted more of, you know? And, uh, and I can relate with that with the mushroom, you know? The mushroom people, not mm -hmm. a lot of people like mushrooms. Some of my. Uh, You're right, I forget that because I love mushrooms, but yeah. I forget sometimes that people don't like, like them. One, 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 one of my key workers here, uh, Cesar, he hates them. You know, but he can't get enough of the mushroom tacos. It's like he's like, dude, I swear to you, I did not like this, but why does this taste so good? There's a whole concept behind that, you know, like, uh, uh, but and a technique for sure, you know. But like I said, I'm just getting better at it, you know. Right. So. Well, it's smart in LA to have a vegetarian option. I just didn't want to do the the, the cactus, you know. The, the, yeah. The, the cactus is delicious. On my green juice, you know, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's and it's thick, and you know, they're grilled. Los you Tacos can... Number One actually does a great thing with it. They do a little plate of, of cactus with cheese. And, you know, like I don't like it. I'll eat cactus like on a salad, maybe you know, with vinegar and salt and some cheese and onions. But uh, anyway, and when Victor asked me that, I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna do a mushroom taco. Which I wanted to do at Los Tacos number Los Tacos number one. They were like, no, 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 man. Do it. You know, like, uh, nobody's gonna whatever. I can't remember why. It's just like no. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. And but now, you get to do it now. I get to do it now. Mm -hmm. I get to do whatever I want now in, in my taqueria, you know. So uh, my name is Jorge Alvarez Tostado. People call me El Joy, the one and only in the world. And uh, I'm one of the owners of Tacos 1986. You can find us in Smorgasburg uh, every Sunday from 10 to 4 and we'll cater any event, any wedding, divorce, whatever it is that... <laughs> that, that, that would actually be an awesome, that would be an awesome <laughs> divorce party. <laughs> no, like anything that tickles Custody your fancy. battle. I know. <laughs> I was like, have you guys had, been asked to uh, cater uh, Christy Teigen and John Legend yet? I feel like they, oh, they, they're all over. That's <laughs> my partner, Victor's, like, I know. he's dying to do that, you know? He's just like, <laughs> dude, la birreria la única, man. Like, they got super big and you don't know, and, and blah, blah, blah. Teddy's, didn't Teddy's do them first? Maybe oh, not. and Marisco Salisco. Marisco Salisco, that was the first oh, one. You know, that was the first one. Victor, that first of all, hilarious. like, like, <laughs> First of all, I'm, if I may, I never thought in a million years I was going to live in Los Angeles. I lived in New York, I lived in San Francisco, I lived in a bunch of places, but definitely never thought Los Angeles, you know? And Victor's been here for 10 years, and he is the biggest Jonathan Gold fan. He is so into food, like, that's mm -hmm. his happy place, like, going out to eat, and he's taken me everywhere. And because of spending so much time together, he has been able to express every, all of his dreams, you know, that 
we've slowly gotten gotten there, you know. We, he knew about Bill Addison. I didn't know who Bill Addison was, you know. And, and uh, I had, you know, who Bill Addison is. And we put the post up, you know. And he's like, yeah. Boom. He went. He's like the new Jonathan Gold and blah blah blah, you know. So it's Victor's dream to to cook for John Leshin and, <laughs> and, and and his wife because he's just like a foodie, you know. He's and they they it. keep they just keep like what what's the next taco place we're gonna have come? Like they just keep switching them up, which is great because they're giving exposure to people yeah, like super, crazy. Super nice, super nice of them. Uh, I can't wait to cook for them both, you know. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. To the like, like, like I told Victor, like the only, the only, the only, the only way we, we will get recognized and, and attend and we'll get attention is if we stay open. You know, if we keep doing what we're doing, and and there will be challenges. You know, and I advise. I mean, the same to you guys. You, you guys are doing it. You know, but as long as you know, you're you're interested and people participate. Yeah, you'll have all sorts all sorts of listeners. The internet mm-hmm. yeah. is. It's the way to go, you know. And, and Victor and I, like like your like yourself, under, understand that. You know, you, we, we need to make time to, to to speak, you know, to tell a story, and uh, and identify, you know, with other successful people, you know, that that, right. that that have gone through the shit shows that we've gone through in these amazing whatever four months or. However, we've been long. We've been open, you know. We've we were nothing, and all of a sudden, you know, we got ten thousand people following us on Instagram and and messages every day, and we were sending quotas every day for caterings all the way up to August of next year. You know, like what the hell is going on? There's <laughs> there's line at, at at our food stand in a broken coffee shop in Cape Town. There's a line in. Lexington and Highland where a bunch of trannies hang out, you know, like <laughs> like what right. is going on? And we're eternally grateful. We we wake up and we smile, we're stressed, and we're like, what the fuck? We need to do the cucumbers, radishes, onions, cilantro. But we look at each other and we're like, fuck yeah. We're doing it, homie. We're the greatest. We must be the greatest, you know, and and doing everything, you know. Oh, by the way, Victor's not here because he just had a baby, so Oh, congratulations. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, you would completely be here, and, and, and he's a way better speaker than myself. So You're <laughs> so, doing fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank uh, you. All, all you beautiful listeners, uh, stay tuned for, uh, for another explosion, and we'll be catering to your communities, whether it's Venice, uh, Hollywood, K-Town. We're looking, we're looking to, to, to conquer, you know, and take over as much as much uh, space in the city of Los Angeles possible. So, thank you, thank you for for listening and your time. Muri wi wa. Thank you so much for having. No, no, no. Thank you, yeah. Ron. Thank, thank you. you. My pleasure. Taco City is created and produced by Rob Goki in association with Ali Sine Productions. It's also scored by Rob Goki. You can find Taco City on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Taco City Pod. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a review in the iTunes store. That's uh, how new people can find the podcast. Uh, and it means a lot to us. So if you like us, leave us a five-star rating and a review. We'll be back next week with a new episode and a new Tacadilla.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.